0: Welcome to Uncover the Human, where every conversation revolves around enhancing all the connections in our
1: lives. Whether that's with our families, co-workers, or even ourselves. When we can be our authentic selves, magic happens. This is Christina Amigoni. And this is Alex Coleman. Let's, Let's dive, dive in. in. Authenticity means freedom. Authenticity means going with your gut. Authenticity is bringing 100% of yourself. Not just the parts you think people want to see, but all of you.
0: Being authentic means that you have integrity to yourself.
1: It's the way our intuition is whispering something deep-rooted and true. Authenticity is when you truly know yourself. You remember and connect to who you were before others told you who you should be. It's transparency, relatability, no frills, no makeup, just being.
0: Hello, and welcome back to this episode of Uncover the Human. Today, it's just Christina and I, and we are going to talk about something on everybody's mind, success. What it means, what it doesn't mean, and how it stops us, (laughs) ironically, from being successful.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'm sure that as the beginning of the year, everybody's thinking about how to make this year successful. or their life successful based on this year? And so one of the things that I always find fascinating as a coach is to actually ask what your definition of success is.
0: I've asked a few people that, and I don't think I've ever had somebody deliver an answer. There's lots of generic ideas, lots of, you know, I'll be successful when I have this job or when I can go on a vacation or something. And there's, there's some vague ideas, but it's a weird implicit assumption. I think there's a lot of desire to be successful. I feel like I want to be successful. I also feel like I don't, really know what that means, even for myself. Like there's, there's ideas, there's things, and, and I've done a lot to plumb that a little further than, well, I'd like a million dollars. But sometimes it does feel vague. And it's uh, something that even when you ask people, it can be challenging to define, even though we all think, well, I've wanted to be successful forever. But of course I, I want to be successful. Until you're actually asked that and you take that inventory, a lot of the people I've asked that to don't have that answer.
1: Yeah I agree I think it's a it's a very difficult question I think there's a lot of outside conditioning on what success is supposed to be like and what the definition of success is and yet I find it fascinating that two things jumped out when you were talking one was the tendency to look at success in the future not the present meaning I will be successful when I make a million dollars I get this job title I buy this house that it's 6000 square feet on one acre I, whatever, you know, the very materialistic point of view of successes, which is very common and the most practical out there or conditioned out there. And so then my question is like, okay, so since you're not there yet, does that mean you've never been successful up until now? So you've reached no success because, well, you've just established what success is, which is when you will get to these things. And then also once you get to them, That's it. Is that the end of the line of success? Like, are you just, that's it, you're successful for the rest of your life at that point? Like, it it seems like it's very point in time when it's tied to a materialistic reason. And the other thing that I was thinking too is when you were talking about, you know, being successful, is this how being successful is not the definition of success. So the, the question is not, when are you successful? The question is, what's your definition of success?
0: And that's a really good distinction. It's kind of like saying, I want to be happy. Because if you constantly think about being happy, you're not actually even Mm -hmm. spending time being happy, which is inherently an in the moment feeling. Mm -hmm. It's something that is just kind of ongoing. There is happiness that Mm -hmm. is, and not usually because you thought I'm happy now. (laughs) You're just experiencing it. And I think that's very true. I think that for me, yes. I think that's, I conflate those in my head with success is times when I'm, I am successful or times when I'm just feeling, I'm not even bothering to categorize feelings or, or think about what's happening. It's just, I'm just so glad it's happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's a little bit like a legacy or the episode we talked about legacy is like if success and being successful is tied to these milestones, which we create for ourselves based on society Family, friends, colleagues, whatever is going on around us, then is that really what it is? I mean, then everybody's tombstone would literally have their whatever their bank account uh, balance and the, the, the last banking statement. <laughs> yeah, the last banking statement, the square footage of their latest house, the title of their job. So I, I don't know that that's what we actually believe success is. It's just that, as you said, We don't spend the time to actually define what success means to us. And so we adopt somebody else's. So, well, you know, Jeff Bezos is successful. Well, is he successful according to his definition or your definition? What do you do when you become successful?
0: And if your definition, first, there's two things. If your definition is always in the future, you're chasing an inherently moving goalpost. Mm -hmm. You're you're like holding the carrot out in front of yourself Mm -hmm. at a distance that you can never reach so that you can run towards it. (laughs) <laughs> and, and then people wonder why they feel tired and why they don't feel like they've achieved things.
1: <laughs> and burnt out and unfulfilled.
0: And secondarily, if you got that carrot, what happens
1: then? Yes. What happens then? They're a very good question. I think there's a big difference between setting milestones and being successful. You can be successful at reaching your milestones, but does that mean you're successful? If by reaching your milestone, you're going against your core values was that really success? I'm guessing it's not
0: going to feel like it if you get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember Brene Brown saying that, uh, you know, there's two bad things that can happen when you release, like as you was talking about, I think, publishing her first book. She's like, there's two bad things when you release a a huge body of, of something, like a book, like it's something that took a long time, some body of work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> there's two bad outcomes. One is it's not well-received and you feel like, oh no, yeah, this wasn't good. This is, you know, nobody likes this. And she's like, the second bad thing that can happen is it's well received. And you have like, now you've got the expectation. Now mm-hmm. it's this, how do I keep up with that? Now, how you, know, or you don't know what made it successful. And now you're guessing. And now you, or it wasn't everything you thought it would be, but now it's successful. And what does that mean about what you thought it was going to be? And I remember I've been reading a bunch of blogs recently, and somebody was talking about having articles go viral. And they're like, the ones that went viral for me were ones that I just felt like I had to write something. And so I just did it in like a day. And so I got it out there. And then that one ended up exploding. And this one that I'd worked on for like four months and I really loved the topic and got really into the research of it, finally released it, nothing, crickets. That one's just like barely, barely received. It becomes a good lesson also in defining success externally when it's based on the reception from people, when it's based on some set of circumstances, Mm -hmm. it's not really following a lot of your values. And there's a good chance that becomes... I I, I guess there's, there's a slim chance that becomes happiness. (laughs) (laughs) You were really lucky and it happened to also encompass something (laughs) that made you happy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that brings up a really good point. Like success is it's an internal compass. Mm -hmm. It's not an external compass. And so when you look at success as what's the life I want to live, what's the legacy I want to leave behind. Then I can say that was a successful life because I lived my why, whatever that why is, which goes back to values. It goes back to my, something much deeper than the job title I have for this company or the salary I reach for this or the vacation that I'm able to pay for.
0: What does that get you?
1: Exactly. What does that get you? And maybe the vacation gets you to your why. But it's so successful because you've reached your why, not because you were able to, to say, I had that. Like I went to Fiji for a month.
0: I actually think it's a pretty good similar metaphor to what we always we talk about. You and I have talked about this probably ten thousand times at this point. That there's so many like technology transformation projects in companies where they're like, we're going to have a new CRM, we're going to move all our data to the cloud, we're going to you know implement this thing. Mm-hmm. And there's always that implicit, sometimes explicitly stated clause at the end of that that's like. And that will solve all our problems, and we'll be happy. Like <laughs> when that, and then we'll be successful as a company. And it's I think it's mistaking the the tools for the outcome. Mm-hmm. And it, when you just treat technology as the outcome, and you treat a vacation as the success, you're kind of passing by what that vacation gets you. Maybe that vacation is an expression of freedom. Maybe you've always wanted to try surfing, and now you get to do that. Or you, it's it's just been a dream to check this off your list. You really want to experience this food or something. That's more the why that's your drive. That's your purpose. That's what that vacation gets you. It's Mm -hmm. not just because you had a vacation and and that vacation might just represent I've reached a place in my life where I felt comfortable doing this. And, and that means I have all these other things that kind of had to be built and that my life had to be in such circumstances that I could take this and that I'm thankful for that. I feel Mm -hmm. successful for, which I guess is also then if you define it that way, Is it actually not successful if you don't do that? What if those circumstances are no longer possible? What if, I don't know, a global pandemic happens? (laughs) What if something like that strikes? Exactly. Is it still not successful?
1: Totally random. I think that's why if you anchor your definition of success to something that's, first of all, fluid, because it may change throughout time, and also anchored in your core values and even from a company perspective on your mission and vision. So if your mission and vision are actually anchored into the future, into creating something that's beyond this year's quarterly results, then that could be your measure of success. If the vision is to create a world where people can show up as their authentic selves and you look back and you're like, you know, we've provided a lot of opportunities to people to show up as their authentic self, then you can say as a company, we are successful. Mm -hmm because we provide that opportunity. It it can be really an anchoring thing, even for tools and technology that you invest in. You're going to invest a million dollars, $2 million, $10 million on this new technology. If you can't answer what's your measure of success from this, then maybe you should rethink the investment
0: even spend some of that 5 million defining that then if you need to, because yeah. otherwise, what are you really aiming at? You're aiming, you're swinging in the dark and hoping that whatever you hit is this pinata of success where you feel just get rained little yeah. nuggets of <laughs> happiness and whatever else you're looking for.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like and a measure of success can't be, well, cause we got to move to the cloud cause everybody's on the cloud. That's not a measure of success. (laughs) That can be a reason (laughs) to invest in the technology, but what are you trying to achieve? I mean, if you're talking about a technology that people use once a year, well, okay, maybe you do need to move to the cloud, or maybe, you know, you're going to implement this and people are still going to use their local Excel spreadsheets on their computers. So were you successful?
0: And if the goal is like, well, we're going to move to the cloud because it's going to save us 30%, like that. that's that's fine. Also, then that begs the question, what are you going to do with that 30%? Exactly. Like, what, why do you need that 30%? Is there a huge cash flow issue you need to cut back on? So now we're able to no longer lay off people because we have the cash flow down. Is it, I have this money available to invest. And if you have that available to invest, what are you looking to do? Yeah. What do you want to do with that? And I think that's an interesting way to think of our own personal success too, is what are we really looking to be able to do? You know, yeah, we talk about values like you know, I want to be able to have some freedom, which means having some flexibility, which means constantly making choices that don't always line up with material success. And sometimes you have to make choices to have enough material success to get to that freedom, whatever you know, feeds the other. But if you're guided, like you said, by your personal why, mm-hmm. then you have an actual direction rather than what often feels a little bit more like feeling around in the dark.
1: Yeah, definitely. So trying to figure out, and it takes time. I mean, figuring out what the definition of success is, it's not something that if you're used to doing the work, you may know. If not, it'll take some time because we never stop to think about it. We borrow the definition of success from whatever is around us at the moment which is also makes it a little bit hard to obtain because if your measure of success when you're 18 is to graduate college and then you graduate college. Okay. Then what does the success look like when you're 25 and why does it change?
0: I think about that with the Olympians, every time the Olympics come up, because obviously uh, and there's 10,000 people that have comments on the fact that as you get older, the athletes start to look like children, not only because <laughs> half of them are <laughs> children, but because you know just, they look young. Some people, like, they're like winning Olympic gold medals and swimming at 16. You're like, oh, okay, wow, wow, okay. <laughs> and it's not that that's okay. not- And great. you look like you're 12. That's yeah. so even better. <laughs> it's not that that's not a huge accomplishment. You know, 100% is there's so yeah. much work that would have to go into that. But I always wonder, is it even healthy for us to obsess over, you know, we, we rank- countries where like, well, you know, the U S has this medal count and that's measuring up against always like Mm -hmm. China and Russia or all 2 They're like, is the only nations big enough to field a team of athletes at that level? But why do we compare this? And why are we that? And it's not that it's not fun to see that. It's not that you don't want to cheer. It's not that you don't want people to win, but I do worry about athletes sometimes who Mm -hmm. win these kinds of successes. And then your entire career is still over by like 30, if you're really Lucky to have a sport that lasts until thirty. <laughs> Half the sports do not. Yes. Yeah. And even if they do, that that's thirty ends up being like like Katie Ledecky absolutely destroyed at swimming like four years ago, and this time she was a she still won a bunch, but now at like barely mm-hmm. over thirty, she's like old for the sport. It's insane. Yeah. So is it good to like hyperbolize that?
1: Yeah, and then you have huge existential crisis and identity crisis and depression. I mean, that's when you know mental health starts kicking in and you know Michael Phelps was very open about it in the last Olympic Olympics of when he stopped competing because of age, that took a huge dive into his mental health because your entire identity is tied to you're successful because you win these many gold medals. Yeah. That's what success means, which again, if we bring it back to the rest of the 8 billion people in the world, so does that mean that if I... Swim in in the swimming pool every week because it keeps me healthy and it gives me energy. It means that I'm not successful because I'm not winning eight gold medals every time I get in the pool. <laughs> That's
0: exactly it. I mean, when do you, where do you draw the line of success? And it's not to say that it's not worth you know finding discipline or finding something you want to do and really honing a skill. Those are both valuable and and worthwhile endeavors. I think that it's worth doing some of those things, but it has to be done with some knowledge of what success is and isn't and being very careful to define that for yourself, because otherwise I, I 100% would believe that, I mean, the world knew who Michael Phelps was. His identity to all of us was an Olympic winning swimmer. And then you can't swim anymore. I mean, what, what do you do for your own identity at that point? I mean, we, we, it's no wonder we have like you know, child Bob stars that have a really hard time at, especially because mm-hmm. you have such a young malleable brain at the time you reach that kind of success. And what happens afterwards is that identity changes as the world starts to change.
1: Yeah, it's very fascinating. It's depressing at the same time (laughs) how much we've tied success to outside external materialistic accomplishments when it's really the definition of success should really be personal. My definition of success can't be the same as yours because my why is different than yours.
0: Yeah. Which makes it excruciatingly painful when we spend our time measuring up to somebody else's definition of success. Especially because it tends to feed itself if you do reach that low success. So like you're saying, like my goal is to graduate college. Well, now you've graduated college. You now you've joined the ranks of people who graduated college. You're pro- if that wasn't I, and A, I don't know how that would become like a, a personal why other than getting to something. Again, like that college, why would you go to college unless you want to do something with that degree? So it still mm-hmm. would be a stepping stone. So even if it wasn't though, it becomes very easy to then just try and grasp for whatever the next thing must be, which people will give you 10,000 messages on what that is. You can go on Instagram and it will look like it's you know the private jet lifestyle. You can go on Forbes and it'll look like it's the billion dollar valuation, uh, cutting the ribbon or ringing the bell into the mm-hmm. NASDAQ. And it's not that that's not an achievement, but is that success? And if you weren't happy with this one, why would you be happy with that one? Unless you personally understand why that would fulfill you.
1: It's, it's very true. So what's your definition of success?
0: I, I think yeah, this is going to sound so rooted in everything we talk about with Siamo, but it's just, it's about being able to live out values. And that is getting the chance to live a life of deep seated curiosity, being able to help other people. Cause I think there's so many, and that's why I love doing this podcast this is why I love doing Siamo. Just they, it's hard to stop long enough in life to ask questions like what is success for me? And I want to, I've tripped over that many times, even in the last year, I'll trip myself over these things and I'll, I'll, I'll fall back into traps that I already know about. And being able to identify these things and help illuminate that for other people so they can live that better life, that is much more successful, that feels more fulfilling. And then the more personal thing of that is getting freedom to do things like that, which requires sacrifice in other realms. That means making sure you know having enough, money coming in so that I have that freedom to do that. And that means taking the hours to build that money to do whatever else. So there are all these other factors that build into that, but it's really about the life you get to live and the things you get to do because it feels moving to me. And those are the things that feel moving to me. And maybe that'll change over time. And I'm going to have to keep on top of continuing to ask myself Mm -hmm. that, but that Mm -hmm. is where success starts to come out for me. And what about for you?
1: For me, it's very similar in the sense that it's, completely tied to my values and my why. And it took me a long time to define both. And the values are still a work in progress. I think by the core are defined, the the words around them are a work in progress. I found that my measure of success is to end the end of each day feeling that I have made someone feel like a someone. So I very much like the quote, be someone that makes everybody feel like a somebody. So if I have done that at some level every day, then that's been a successful day. Establishing deep human connections to then again, with the goal of, have I been able to elevate someone in a way where they didn't feel like they were alone, where they didn't feel like they didn't exist? If I have, then that's success. And I can take that into work. I can take that into personal lives. You know, Sometimes the titles of my jobs have allowed me to do that more or less. And it's very much of a compass in the sense and a guideline in the sense of saying, hey, with this role, will this project, will this opportunity allow me to live my why? Because if it doesn't, then there's definitely a guarantee that I will not be successful.
0: I think that's a perfect example. And I love the way you said it, too, that, that some titles have allowed me to do that more because that is, that's yeah. exactly it. You can choose to move towards what other people still define as material success. It's not wrong to pursue these things. It's just Mm -hmm. has to be in service of a larger why. Otherwise you're very unlikely to find satisfaction with that. It'd be a stroke of absolute lightning and luck. If you managed to just happenstance pursue seemingly material wealth and then fall your way into something fall backwards Mm -hmm. into something that also is very personally fulfilling. And I was recently also introduced to this concept, which I'm embarrassed to say is recent to me. Somebody looked at me and they gave me that look that like your dog gives you and they're like, what are you saying today? It's just tilting your head. Like, what uh, did you say we're going to go on a walk or do I just hear that? Who are you? And uh, they give me that look and they were like, you do know life isn't a problem to be solved, right? So I "I just kind of floored (laughs) because I'd kind of continually moved this way of like, (laughs) oh, I got to fix this. Oh, I got to do these things. Oh, I got to move this. If I do this, then it'll be, you know, life will be happier, be more successful, whatever. Like it it was always, and I've read a few articles recently too, talking about, and it's very common this time of year to kind of reflect on the just nature of self-help because we're all in the new year's resolution time. There's a lot of articles of like, you can't keep treating life like there's always something at fault without burning yourself Mm. out. You can't keep treating yes. it like there's a problem to be solved life is life is an experience to be had and so in that way success is also having the freedom to choose to enlarge my experience enlarge mm-hmm. an experience enlarge the experience that we all get to have of life
1: What do you mean life is not a problem to be solved
0: <laughs> That's what I said <laughs> Was like, what have it, I been doing it's... with my life this whole time? <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, so, but like there's things to do. Like, yeah, yeah, there's like and it's like there's there's things to do at work, there are problems to be solved mm-hmm. in life. I have to decide how to feed the six cats I'm currently fostering without having them like walk all over each other. That's a, a problem to be solved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right back up there. We'll eventually tone it down. We'll find out. <laughs> But by the way, those are problems. <laughs> your, your,
1: your cat residence is like a harmonica. It keeps <laughs> every time I I I think it's like shrinking and it re automatically.
0: <laughs> yeah. get you If you got that kind of space available, you just fill it with a, another cat. <laughs> yeah, Apparently yeah. we just have a, a bunch of sick cats we're trying but, to help. But
1: <laughs> yeah, part of your why is to take care of cats that need shelter. Yeah. And you get
0: some satisfaction out, uh, even though there's also times when you're like, oh my God, I have six cats. I'm constantly wearing cat slippers because they're always on my ankles.
1: <laughs> there's such a thing as cat slippers. They I think now. I can get past their life is not a problem to be solved, but cat slippers really they exist.
0: <laughs> yeah, they live and they breathe and they walk all over you. It's great.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I think I have finally figured out the key to resist- to solving life, cat slippers. Yeah.
0: That is the secret, and I didn't, I didn't want to give it away, but I'm glad that everybody has stuck around to this part of this <laughs> podcast because you just, this a sneak peek. It's, Douglas Adams thought it was 42, but it's not. The life, life of the universe and everything is yeah. all down to cat slippers.
1: <laughs> Indeed. It is interesting to shift the perspective to experiencing life as opposed to solving life.
0: I think it's worth asking ourselves repeatedly and at the end of the year, the beginning of the year, great times to reflect on something like this. Why, if I continue doing the same efforts and I'm just not feeling like I've gotten anywhere or it's not feeling satisfying, it's time to dig into more of the why. And it's worth digging in. Even if you're not feeling stuck, it's just usually harder to get yourself to do it. Like we always say, uh, change doesn't happen unless you're disturbed. So you get get to the point of being like, well, it worked for me. And then it's time to reevaluate that. And best to reevaluate that I think if you're doing it without the external lens and it's easy because to do the external lens, everybody will give you 10,000 definitions of success. If you look around, Mm -hmm. but you have to know what's going to fit you. And that's a much harder question to answer, but way more worthwhile.
1: It is. It is a much harder question to answer. And again, would love to hear your answers on what your definition of success is. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll rank them and figure out which one is the best. We'll tell you who's (laughs) right. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. It defeats the purpose. <laughs> be- this is not a medal Olympic medal count.
0: But it is worth uh, seeing other people. So if we get some responses, we'll happily post uh, these. We can keep them anonymous. But it it sometimes helps just to know what other people are also seeing as successful because it gives us ideas. It's like you know one of those sayings. It's like you can't can't do what you don't see. And you can't start to invent mm-hmm. what what you don't have an inkling of. So, having those kind of just kickstarts can sometimes help us think and brainstorm in a new way that we haven't done before. So, we will happily share those. So, please share with us. Feel free to email at the podcast at wearsyamo.com.
1: And thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Uncover the Human, a Siamo podcast.
0: Special thanks to our podcast operations wizard, Jake Laura, and our score creator, Rachel
1: Sherwood. If you have enjoyed this episode, please share, review, and subscribe you can find our episodes wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: We would love to hear from you with feedback, topic ideas, or questions. You can reach us at podcast at or at our website, weareciamo.com, LinkedIn, Instagram, or Facebook. We Are Siamo is spelled W-E-A-R-E-S-I-A-M-O.
1: Until next time, listen to yourself, listen to others, and always uncover the human.